This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, guys, to week 53 of Tailgate Talks. This is the tailgate where we discuss what's going on in the rest of the sporting world. Definitely excited to have y'all here. For those that were not hanging around with us last week, we had our first official tailgate. Hats off to Dustin. Hats off to Brooks for putting that on, getting out there, getting our name out there. And uh, thank you to everybody listening. Happy to have you here, all of our new subscribers or followers. Definitely excited to have y'all here listening listening to us here at uh, tailgate talks uh but make sure for those listening if you're not already make sure you follow the podcast on on itunes on spotify if it is on itunes give us a five star rating drop a review below definitely helps us out in the long term there as far as our our our, our social media accounts on twitter we're at tailgate underscore talks we're also on instagram facebook and youtube if you do check us out on youtube make sure you do hit that subscription button make sure you hit the bell to be notified anytime we post a video Lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts or questions, anything else you want to uh, hear us discuss on the show or any, any anything that you want to talk to us about, uh, privately, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Email us there, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Um, but we got a lot to talk about today. There's a lot going on in the NFL. We're going to be talking a little bit of NBA because that tips off uh, Tuesday, right, I believe? Yep. Yeah, we got Tuesday tip-off of the NBA MLB October been phenomenal so far. Been really fun to watch. Obviously, we got some shot bets coming your way, but let's jump into it. N- NFL discussion. Let's go. Are you ready for the football? Yeah. All right, Dustin. Let's go ahead and uh, kick this off. What is our favorite segment now? To start All off, right, this so obviously, thing. if you've been with us, we're gonna do our recap. Very short and sweet. It's our time it takes Tom Brady to come back on your NFL team. Week five recap. We still have a minute and 24 seconds from Tom Brady's week one comeback against the Dallas Cowboys. So that will be our time limit for each of you. Obviously, we will start with one of you two guys that I pick first. You can talk about whatever you want from week five. Maybe even hit on a couple things um, with no interruptions, no discussion, no arguments. We'll just move on to the next person and move on to week six. All right. I'm digging that. All right. So while Arlie gets our uh, button and stopwatch, whatever he's got set up. Oh, it's ready to go. Whenever y'all are ready. I'm going to start with Brooks this week. Oh, yes. Let's go. Oh, man. Brooks is relieved that I picked him. (laughs) That's also at random. We don't talk about this before the pod. So you got to have maybe a couple things ready to go. So in case your stuff gets picked, so are you ready with the button? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to go. All right, remember, give me, remember, give me, to give, yeah, yeah, five seconds or ten yeah, second warning. Yeah. I got you, I yeah, got you. Yeah. All right, all right, gonna start it in three, two, one, go. All right, so I'm gonna recap my favorite game from Week Five in the NFL, and it was the Chargers versus the Browns. 
This was an incredible game. The Chargers won 47 to 42. It was both teams at the peak of their powers. The Chargers through the air and the ground with Austin Eckler and the Browns on the ground. And then a few throws here and there from Baker. They were both playing great football. It was a super fun game to watch. Offensively, kind of felt like a Big 12 game with the, the score being that high and both offenses going back and forth. But I really want to talk about the Chargers and how impressive they've been so far this season and how they're not charging like we used to. Like this was a total Chargers game that they would lose, right? They scored to try to tie the game, and then their field goal kicker misses the field goal. A typical Charger team loses that game. But no, they come back. They win the game against the Browns. It was super impressive. Justin Herbert has been uh, having an MVP caliber season. He's legit. Austin Eckler can do it on the ground, in the air. And now they have two bona fide stars at wide receiver. The Mike Williams season is here, folks. I have him in fantasy. It's been awesome. He's been great. Almost becoming the number one. And how has he not been a number one his whole career? Look at the dude. He's massive. Have you seen Mike Williams? He's huge. All right, he time. looks like okay. My bad, my bad. I forgot. I, I kind of looked off into the distance and it stopped for okay. me. He was he was so uh, enamored with your Mike Williams and Justin Herbert. I'm just super excited that I have Mike Williams in fantasy for one time in my life because I've had him like every other year. Chargers are for real. All right, go ahead and reset that timer for yourself. All right, my bad, Brooks. My bad, Brooks. I I, I got distracted and I was listening to it. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> I was like, damn, I have so much time left. Like, <laughs> I've gotten so much in here. Uh, you yeah, know, like Andy Reid with the clock. You forgot how much time was left. Didn't take I, the time I, I'm bad at, bad at math. Bad at math. <laughs> I, was, I was like, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> my, that was my fault. That was my fault. I started kind of looking over like what I was going to talk about. I'm like, oh, shit. It was like right at like 123 when I said it, though, which is funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, are you ready? I'll give you a countdown whenever you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got two little things to touch base on but all right okay, you ready? ready yeah three two one go all right so unpopular opinion but i do feel like right now at this moment cardinals are the best team in football i hate to say it but they have beaten quality football teams week after week after week and they're doing good at it kyler murray's looking for looking to be the mvp almost and he's on pace for it and so far I'm not as it is as it stands right now. Right now, I don't think it's going to last a full season because we've seen Cliff not be able to adjust week after week or, or and, and throughout a full season. And, but as of right now, as this week, as we're going week five into week six, I still think that they're the best team in football. I think that they're most well rounded. They have a good. They have a good uh, defensive line. They have a good offense, and Kyler Murray's on fire. The only other thing that I wanted to touch base on is. Uh, is is um the Chiefs are sad. They 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 have one of the best offenses in all of football, but yet they can't stop anybody. And it's really just disappointing to watch that go kind of down in flames this year for for no reason whenever they were going into the season as a Super Bowl favorite. Um but hopefully they can turn that around. The Bills that they played last week are just that fucking good too. And so it's kind of a little bit of a mix in between like Who's doing what, like good or bad Chiefs or just really good Bills? And that's 24. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, the Chiefs are broken. A little bit. It's it's saddening, right? Because, like, Mahomes has been phenomenal for two years straight, and it's just, I don't know. It's Texas Tech flashbacks. Yeah, right. Fuck. 
Um, but that, yeah, that was mine. All right, Dustin, you ready for your recap? I'm ready. I am ready. Give me a countdown. All right, all right. Countdown. Yes. Three, two, one. The best game of the weekend was not the one that Brooks mentioned. It was the Monday night football game, the Ravens and okay. the Colts. Yeah. The if you didn't stay up for this game, the ending of this game was everything you wanted to see in Lamar Jackson. He obviously looks like he's playing a whole different sport than everybody else. First quarterback ever to have over 400 passing yards, complete 85% of his passes, have 50 rushing yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Like that, he did everything. And they weren't doing anything till the fourth quarter. And then he just turns it on. And he's running around, running circles around dudes to make plays. And he'll find Mark, Mark Andrews or Hollywood Brown out there especially with like their run game where everybody tore their ACL this off season for him to carry that team. And that pretty much ended the Colts season right there. That could have kept them in it in the South. Um, obviously keeps the Ravens propped up in the North. And I mean, if you get a chance, just watch a Lamar Jackson football game. Cause you'll see some amazing stuff. You never get to see just because of how good an athlete he is. T- and seconds. the Cowboys are freaking awesome. Nine seconds. Go. That's it? None. Okay, that was it. All right. Uh, <laughs> and the Cowboys are yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to talk about them the whole time. I didn't expect the Ravens. Well done. See? Yeah. Good, good so curveball switch, there. Switched it up on you guys. Still, still <laughs> a couple weeks ago, you talked about how, like, just because the end of the game's good doesn't mean the whole game was good. That's because That's all I saw was <laughs> the fourth quarter. So the game I watched was good. <laughs> So technicalities, mm. just some technicalities there. <laughs> but you're right, you're right. Didn't watch the whole game. I only saw the fourth quarter, and thank God, because that was amazing. That but was moving on quarter. from week five to week six, a couple good games to watch. Big NFC North matchup. Packers and the Bears. Bears are still hanging around. They're at three and two now. Obviously, Packers squeaked one out against the Bengals last week. Brooks, are you are you interested in this game, or what do you want, what are you looking for in this one? Yeah, I'm always interested in a uh, division rivalry game. Sure. I think this is one of the you know fun rivalries in the NFL. Even though like the Packers have been dominating it recently, but I feel like the Bears might have a shot in this. Perhaps um, maybe that defense is kind of coming alive lately they they played really good against the Raiders offense that have been tearing it up for most of the season um and they slow down Aaron Rodgers that'll be you know the test but you know the Packers haven't really been dominating anybody this year they barely hung on to beat the Bengals in overtime so I think they're definitely on upset watch that's kind of what I'm looking for this week to see if Chicago can pull one off against the Packers or the Packers can kind of play a complete game. I feel like I haven't seen him do it yet this year. Yeah. Arlie, what else you got there? I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of it. The, 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 the divisional aspect of this game is definitely going to make this interesting and that it's, that it's at home for Chicago. Um, You might, you might see a little bit more competition than you would really should expect out of this. But I mean, I'm always down to watch any Aaron Rodgers matchup, especially with a divisional opponent. And maybe just to fo- poke fun at Jillian at some point, uh, you know, <laughs> if, if they do something embarrassing, which the, it's the Bears, they're gonna, 
Yeah, I feel like Aaron Rodgers really likes to show up for the Bears games and mm-hmm. put it on them. So that's what I kind of expect for that game. All right, let's talk about our favorite adopted team, the Chiefs versus the football team. Yeah, we mentioned in Arley's recap, the Chiefs defense is broken. Yep. You see them. Are they going a little more on that? If, if they can be able to hold up the football team or what's the deal over there? I don't know. I don't know really what to expect <laughs> from them because uh, even offensively, they haven't looked as as efficient as they have in the last two years. And so uh, they're, 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 you know, Pat Mahomes is getting his yards and 16 TDs. You, you don't you don't really ever knock that in any aspect. But it's all on his shoulders right now more than it should be. Um, this is kind of a hard game to kind of predict because Washington can still get scrappy randomly. And the Chiefs can't stop shit and have had a hard time putting up points on the board. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised to see this be within three points. Brooks, you see it being close? Or you see the Chiefs pulling it together? I think it's definitely going to be a Chiefs easy win. Like, I mean, they they dominated the Eagles while the Eagles still got yards on them and, and points. I, I think it'll be kind of similar to that game where, like, the Chiefs will be a really high scoring and then the, the Washington football team will be on the 30s still. But, um, you know, Mahomes is having to revert to his Texas Tech ways, which, yeah. you know, as, as Tech fans, we're very familiar with. You know, he had to overextend himself sometimes because he knew our defense wasn't going to get a stop for him. So sometimes he had to make risks that he normally wouldn't make. He's kind of having to do similar things now with that Chiefs defense being as god-awful as it is. He's having to try to make a little bit more plays because he knows on the other side of the ball they're not going to do anything. So he's kind of reverting to that way a little bit. He's had more turnovers. He's already had six interceptions this year, which he had six all of last year. That's not encouraging, but some of them are just straight up like Tyreek Hill just dropped the pass right into their other guy's arms. So um, I just feel like it's a team that is taking a little while to wake up this year. And once they do, I think they're going to be fine. Like I'm not sweating them making the playoffs or anything like that, even under 500 this year, but we need to start seeing them show out. We need to start seeing the offense not have as many turnovers and things like that before you know, the full confidence in the chiefs that we've had the last few years is restored. Yeah. And another thing that's killing them is one of their best defenders. Chris Jones has been out. He hasn't played yet yeah. this year. I think he's close to coming back. That will help tremendously. Um, Frank Clark's been in and out quite a bit. One of their corners should uh, Charvarius ward has been in and out. And so a lot of that hurts that defense that wants to take chances and those guys are out of place. And so I wouldn't push the panic button on them yet. I'd yeah. maybe start hovering by it and be worried, but I wouldn't panic. Um, let some injuries even out. And you also got a good like four game stretch coming up here um, that they should win. Yeah. And I mean, three of those games and kind of get things back on track. And so they've also had a pretty tough schedule with some good teams so far. That's what I was about to say. They, they've their their opening like five games have been kind of. I mean, they've they've lost the Ravens, Chargers, and Bills, who are probably the other three best teams in the AFC in football right now. Period, and even Cleveland, right. the the thirty three twenty nine against Cleveland, that's still that's still um, that's still like very respectable. 
very respectable. Yeah. Like, I mean, we'll see if they can get back on track this week. Yeah. Um, but let's move to a big, big matchup. Chargers and Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are hot, riding two big wins. Um, Brooks, you love the Chargers. You love this game? Oh, yeah. This is this is going to be a great game. Two of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Lamar Jackson doing what he does. Justin Herbert doing what he does. Like, this is just the Chargers being the Chargers, the Ravens being the Ravens. Like, this has all the makings to be a game that's going to kind of teeter-totter around the exciting line until it gets to the fourth quarter, and then it could be one of those where it just, like, busts out and has Dustin talking about this is the greatest game, fourth quarter I've, I've seen maybe this week when be. it's, like, my, maybe the only fourth quarter he's on. <laughs> um, I, yeah, this is a fun game. Um I like I like both of these the way these teams have played like the Ravens they've had some weird games this year where they seem out of it and all of a sudden in the fourth yeah. quarter they come back and win it they did it against the Chiefs they did it uh, against the you know last week against the Colts um, they've they've had a weird season they barely hung on against the Lions so they've had a weird season and the Chargers have just been kind of figuring themselves out I love their head coach and he's just like fuck it I'm not kicking a field goal here we're we're going for it on fourth and seven we're going for two-point conversions like I love that he has that confidence in his quarterback and Justin Herbert's been you know making him look good by making the right plays so it's two teams that like to go for it and do you know kind of play unordinary type of football like the Ravens have been throwing it more than they ever have which is weird for a team that we usually think runs the football and the Chargers just like to go for it on fourth down and two-point conversions because they know their kicker sucks but (laughs) it's a it's a fun game I'm excited about this one I I honestly think this is kind of another like how for real are these teams We'll, we'll kind of figure it out this week yeah Arlie what else you got for this exciting game uh, I mean, it's going to be, I think you kind of just really touched base on it, which is, this is going to be the, the, the quarterback matchup of the season so far. These are two of the biggest names and biggest stories of this season. I'm pumped for just that alone. Uh, both teams kind of, I, I, we, we tried to count out Baltimore kind of early on, uh, cause they, they had kind of a, that, that weird loss to, to Las Vegas. And so we kind of thought like, you know, is this even the same Baltimore? Have they been figured out? Have they been? And since then, I mean, it's it's all W's against a couple of decent teams in there and proving very, very resilient. And then obviously Justin Herbert and the Chargers, biggest story of the year so far. And one of the biggest stories out in L.A. right now, and that's a very tough town to make sure that your team is, like, talked about. Yeah, and this game could, by the end of the year, decide who gets – the one or two seed, maybe that first round by, I mean, this is for top of the AFC right now. And like we saw last year, every game matters. There's only one by, and then that team gets a buy and the home field advantage the rest of the time. So that could be what the AFC goes through. And the, how do you get to the Super Bowl through one of these two teams and going there to their place? So can't take any game for granted. Um, you got to win the, win the ones early. Obviously, two of the best quarterbacks, young quarterbacks in the league. So, yeah, it'll definitely be exciting. All right. Game four on our list is our shot bet. Two of our, I guess, most despised uh, football people, I would say. 
Um, you got the Cliff Kingsbury led Arizona Cardinals five and zero, only undefeated team on the year. You have the Baker Mayfield led Cleveland Poopy Browns, and so uh, Brooks, take it away with this one. <laughs> um, I might I'm going to go ahead and place my shot, but I'm, I'm going to take the it. Browns, and I think the yeah. Cardinals. I think the Cardinals undefeated season ends here. Um, oh. But I think it'll be a close game. Obviously, I think it'll be a really good game. I think these teams are are two of the tops in the NFL. I think if you have to put like make a top eight, I think they are both in there around there. So it'll be a fun game. Uh, kind of two contrasting styles again. The Browns with that heavy run run offense, um, but you know they always make they always have timely passing with Baker. Like they don't make him go out there and try to win you the game, but they put him in good spots to where he, you know, where he can succeed as a quarterback. And then, you know, the Cardinals, when will the drop-off hit? Uh, you know, I, I, it'll be sometime soon, but I, I don't know. I don't, it's tough to see. Kyler missed practice today. Apparently he injured his shoulder in the fourth quarter of the oh, yeah. 49ers game. So he's nursing that. And that definitely – I mean, if he's got any sort of ailment, that's definitely going to set the Cardinals back a little bit. You look at their year last year, they were really great until he got hurt. And then from there, the, the season kind of fell off. So it uh, depends on his health. But I kind of expect another really good game, offensive battle. I don't really – you know, the Browns' defenses got a lot of players hurt. Cardinals are, you know, kind of hit or miss with that defense. So we'll see. I, I, I kind of hope for a shootout in this one again. All right, Arlie, what are you feeling here? Um, so the, the I I actually do think I'm gonna agree with Brooks on this one, which is that the Browns are gonna be the ones to end the Cardinals streak here, and and the main reason here is this little statistic. If y'all are looking at the screen right now, which is what I wanted to kind of check on, uh, average yards rush allowed, and the Cardinals are at 140 yards almost per game average allowed. And that's all that these Browns want to do left and right. So they're going to keep Kyler Murray off the field. And I think that that's the main statistic to kind of look at is who's going to allow the other team to put the ball. They're, they're, they're comparable in passing, but it's that yards rush allowed that I'm kind of makes me nervous for the Cardinals against this run heavy offense. And so that's, that's why I'm going to actually take the Brown side of this bet as well. Even though they're already a three-point favorite, I think that they 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 uh, actually pull it off and take it by by a full touchdown on this at least. All right. Well, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the Cardinals here, it's just because mostly I'm not going to bet with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but the Cardinals are legit. I mean, besides Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray's probably the other most exciting like athlete on the football field, one that we've ever seen. I mean, things he can do and how he can move is ridiculous. His passing this year is great and amazing. Um, and yeah, they do have an improved defense. Um, make Try to do what you can against the Browns run, run game. Don't run a three front, I would say, for most of the game. Um, but <laughs> try to put the ball in Baker's hands in the fourth quarter and into the game because he's not been great in those situations when teams know he has to throw and come back. And it's been proven this year and in years past and in 
games in the past that he's not not great when he's behind and teams know it's on his shoulders and the ball's in his hands in the NFL. So I think if they can get in that situation, I think the Cardinals can win this, um, win this game. Like if they can jump out to an early lead and then force Baker to start throwing more. Yeah. I, I could see that. I could see that playing out too. So good, good call. Good take. No, I like it. Last game we got for you guys. We'll hit some news in our picks. Uh, Cowboys, and the Patriots, Patriots not looking so hot. The Texans gave them a little bit of trouble last week. Um, <laughs> somehow, don't know and how. Cowboys handled another measly NFC East team, um, which makes them look good that they're handling these easy teams. Um, but Arlie, what do you think about Cowboys and Patriots? The line's only three and a half, which I feel like I don't. Yeah, I don't get the line pretty, on this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't. I don't understand the line on this one. Like, yeah, it's New England at home, but like same it, Tom Brady, New England, or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and and there's and, not bad weather yet. Like, it's not going to be snowing in twenty degrees or. I don't. I don't get this. This. This score line though. Like, what is Vegas taking in account? That like we don't know. I see. I, Tra- I see Trayvon's but, questionable. I see. He, nah, I see Zeke that. is that questionable. <laughs> no, so, those are know. just like yeah, they probably didn't practice, so they got to put them on questionable. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, but it's just like look at the. Uh, but what's the well, okay? So, so it's a lot of guys sitting out and getting some rehab. But but I mean, Friday will be good to go. But I mean, group brain here, I guess. Why would this be only at three and a half? Cowboys have one of the have one of the most consistent offenses all season. They have one of the fastest defenses out there in all of the league right now, and well, they're four and one. I don't. This one makes no sense to me. I don't Especially get it. I think good, I think they're still the getting Cowboys the have looked and how bad, not bad, yeah. but how average the Patriots have looked. Brooks, what do you got? I th- I think they still get the, like the Belichick lo- love, and it's at home, and so it's nice. just like ah, we gotta account for that. But it's still not the same Patriots. And this is a really good Cowboys team that's playing well on both sides of the ball. Like they're, they're opportunistic on defense and they can get stops. It's not like last year when they're just giving up a boatload of yards and the Patriots offense by in, hasn't been good by any means this season. Like they can't run the football. Mac Jones is kind of a dink and dunk quarterback right now. Josh McDaniels isn't, any sort of creative with this offense. They don't have any receivers that scare you. They don't have good, like, explosive weapons. They have decent weapons, but no one that's like, oh, Hollywood Brown or that Tooney guy from the Giants last week. Like, Yeah, I'm not fretting Kendrick Bourne or (laughs) Nelson Aguilar (laughs) or, like, any of these guys. So it's just – it it is a weirdest line I think I've seen in a while. And I totally – like the Cowboys are playing that way right now. If, you know, they've been handling all the teams that are, you know, not as good, not on their level. And this should be another instance, I think, where the Cowboys just go out. Patriots defense, let Davis Mills throw the ball on them. Like if they couldn't stop Davis Mills, what's Dak going to do to him? (laughs) I mean, they're going to try to take the ball out of Dak's hands. Great. Zeke's been a monster. Zeke's been back to Zeke. You you know what I think this might be is – Respect to Tampa Bay because the Tampa Bay they held mean, with them. They, they well, they kept Tampa Bay down to nineteen points, and they were within two. And Tampa Bay beat Dallas early on. You think that might be like kind of a tip of the hat to them? 
Like, I don't know. that's the only rationalization I can come with. Like, I'm looking at this and, like, I mean, the Patriots' defense has, defense has kept people to under under 20 points a game, average. I just don't yeah, see but I, I don't, they can hang yeah. with the, the Cowboys' offense. I don't know. Like, I don't get that. I, and I don't think Cowboys you can, can take that. Everything. I don't think you can take that Bucks game seriously for betting because I the oh, yeah, emotions was... in that game were – that's a completely different game. Yeah. You know, that's not just a – Bucks playing the Patriots. That's Tom Brady, who did twenty years worth of oh, amazing yeah. things for a franchise and the emotions. And they talked about it after they said, "Yeah, it was tough." So I don't think you can take factor that in. Yeah, this. but so, yeah, I'm just trying bizarre. to rationalize it somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where no, else yeah, it would yeah. be. I don't know where else it would be on this. It's it's bizarre. I, I feel like this should be about a six and a half spread. Yeah. I think the Cowboys should handle them like they've handled the last two weeks and easy win. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Let's move on to hit on a couple news points. I don't want to dig deep into them because if you don't know, you're just living under a rock. But I want to get to our our bets and then the NBA. But big news, obviously, John Gruden resigned from the Raiders. A bunch of emails came out that he's just an asshole, um, basically, and hates everybody. That's not him. So good for him not having a job anymore. Ever. Um, Anywhere. You won't have like, to see him for a long time. No, fuck that dude. He's not getting hired anywhere for any position. Like the things that he was okay at was he was an okay coach, a okay quarterback coach, and an okay announcer on and and he's not gonna be able to do literally anything he was okay at. Like he lost all possible. Yeah. He's gonna be fucking bartending and washing dishes here in about a month. At Hooters. I hope so. Um, yeah, Hooters, Hooters has to No, because he hates fucking women. Too. He, he hates women, too. So, like, fucking, he can't no. do it at Hooters. I just employ The employers are women. I was just referring to his Hooters commercials. I will say, <laughs> I will say it was, I didn't think of this at the time, but I saw somebody tweet this out, and it was like, it was kind of awkward about ESPN, how they were, like, talking about it all. It was like, you know, he worked he for employee. you when all this happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're trying to act like, they had nothing to do with this or anything like that, but he was employed for you guys when all this shit was going on. So enough Gruden talk. He doesn't yeah. deserve any. No, he doesn't. He's Just fuck, fuck that uh, dude. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. He was on the field. Obviously if you did watch games this weekend. There were tons of injuries. Once again, I feel like this is the year of injured players um, for whatever reason. And Russell Wilson jammed his finger on um, a helmet last week didn't look too bad at the time, but like messed up a tendon. He can't bend his finger to like grip a ball, basically. So I had to have surgery. He's out at least a month, maybe two. Um, so that sucks for the Seahawks. Geno Smith is in, who looked good for one drive and then throws a pick on the next drive. So that's that's your roller coaster of Geno and man with how not great the Seahawks started this year. This really is going to probably derail the Seahawks whole season. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel that entirely. This was all riding on, on Russell's uh, Russell's shoulders, and he's not in there. Geno's not enough to carry this team. No. no. Brooks. To be fair to Geno, Tyler Lockett did trip over himself on that pass that he threw the oh, pick yeah, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, not like, it's not like he just made a terrible pass, but – the first thing I really thought was, holy shit, Geno Smith's still in the league. I totally I forgot about him. Gino. <laughs> I totally forgot about him. And then they were like, Geno Smith's playing. What? But, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> that's our news. Seahawks could be derailed. 
who knows what the Raiders will do after this. But all right, two our picks. Let's go. So, oh wait, I got a the will. Luckily, a sounder for the will. <laughs> we do. Beep, 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 beep. Um, but <laughs> so to recap, last week Brooks had the winner's wheel. He got a bye week, so he didn't even have to play. But that means this week he is on a normal no no spinny, just regular three game or three and a half point pick. Nope. Um, Arlie was at the loser's wheel, got a regular pick, so that was awesome for him. He picked the Colts six and a half, and the Colts only lost by six. So Arlie is saved by overtime, not having to kick the yep. extra point. <laughs> Is literally what saved him there because if they would have had to kick the extra point, go to seven, or he loses there. A great, a great cover for him. <laughs> Just great an amazing cover. cover. I have, I've, hey, guys, cover. I've had very little wins lately. All right, I just, I, I yeah, needed, I, I needed something to drop my way. Fuck. And I was on the losers' wheel also, and had to take big cats can't lose parlay. Said he does a five leg parlay for the NFL, so I needed the Vikings, Patriots, and Titans to win. And I needed the Cowboys game and the Bills Chiefs game to go over, and all five of those hit. And so I get the winner's wheel and get to go first because of what Brooks put here, hurdling the most obstacles to win. (laughs) (laughs) So I appreciate that nod, Brooks. And so let me get my Twitch pulled up so I can see the wheel. All right, all right. uh, I'm I'm ready for a spin whenever you are, man. All right. I'm ready for it. So me and you are on the winner's wheels, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. And winner's wheel. Yep, we're going. All right. Spinning now and go. Give me a pause. I'm watching the faces. Can't make faces. Okay. (laughs) Get the Chiefs game. So let me pull it. So I need the the Chiefs to win win by more than six and a half so i need the chiefs to win by a touchdown or more okay right yeah right but you do not have to pick the chiefs game if you don't want so there's the option to take the chiefs spread for the week or you can go with a regular pick Mm. it just gives you that option to be able to take them if you want to gotcha yeah winner's wheel is optional if it's a uh Something like this. If it was last week, by the way, last week I called that Lions plus eight and a half line was really, really good. They only lost by two. Hmm. All the Um, Bears. Yeah. I think I'm going to take the Chiefs six and a half here. Take my spin. That's fair. That's fair. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Now it's my my wheel, my winner's wheel. It is. It's Arlie's turn at the winner's will. Both of y'all get a welcome back to the winner's will. It's been a couple weeks Thanks. for you. So. Thank you. Thank I haven't you. done this since like the first time we did it. <laughs> Shopping for good stuff so y'all can leave my board open. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what? It was like this close. Right? I didn't, I didn't know what to expect there. All right. What is this? Uh, oh, oh, plus three. Let's yeah, I thought line. it was on the other side of that line, but hey, it showed the answer. <laughs> All right, so Arlie can add three points to any underdog line that he wants this week, and still got to take one over three and a half. Still got to take, over. yeah, still can't take the not. So, so, right, so to recap on this, I need to pick 
one of the underdogs, but then I can give yeah. them three points, right? Yes. So any of the yeah. plus add three to that. That's the line. Hmm. I don't know what to take on this one. A couple of good ones. You know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this uh with the with with Dustin's faith from last week. And I'm gonna go with this uh th this Lions team and the Bengals. Oh, I love that pick, Arlen. No! Yes, that was my Thank pick. You. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna do that and, and, and add the plus three to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna so ride get, on I'm gonna ride on Dustin's face on this half? one. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I love that pick. pick. That was that was gonna be my first pick if I even had a regular pick off this board. <laughs> no, that's that's gonna be mine. But I do I, I do like this plus plus with the extra three points. I'm gonna take that. That's gonna be mine. All right. All right, Brooks, you are a regular pick. No wheel for you. Oh yeah, let me pull it back up. Sorry. You just get a regular three and a half pick there you go. off of the board. Mm, that just <laughs> threw me off. I was not he expecting to get so picked. Bad. I feel like that win's coming. Their coach cried in his press conference Their last week. Their coach cares so much, and they haven't even won a freaking game yet. They've been so close to it. <laughs> fuck it. Oh, no. I'm going to go. He said, fuck uh, it. <laughs> he said, fuck it. What are you fucking, what are you fucking on? I, I feel like the Seahawks. Plus five against Whoa, Ben what? Roethlisberger. Are you putting Ooh, that in? Or are you Steelers. About it? Just talking well, so through. I'm, I'm kind of talking it through. Okay. Okay. Is there, oh, and then there's also like, yeah, but I feel like, you know, Gino didn't look too terrible in that game. Um, <laughs> and then also, I'm going off the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is trash. Um, this year, I just there's not a lot of lines that I really like. Maybe the Eagles because the Bucks secondary's trash, they're like all injured. The Rams are gonna cover. Uh, let me see who my second pick was. Bears and Packers are kind of a stay away for me because I feel like that's kind of. Uh, you know, yeah, I, don't, a, I don't hate that. I don't hate that Texans nine and a half. That's a lot uh, divisional. I kind of like, like the Rams or not the Rams, the Raiders three and a half little little revenge game for. I what don't like that one doing. with what's going on in all their organization right now. Oh, I feel like that's like going to be a like mind fuck for them. Um, I, like either, I like those two games. If I had to look at the rest of the board, the Lions was my first pick. Yeah, I'm going to stick with what my heart says. I've been pretty good on all my picks this year. I'm going to stick with the Seahawks plus five. Okay. I feel like the, the Steelers aren't... Uh, the threat that they used to be. Aren't the threat that they used to be. And while... And I think the Seahawks can still manage to get enough points. And this is kind of like a do-or-die game for them. So I feel like they're going to go all in. Had a week to plan with Geno Smith. Um, ben Roethlisberger's wash... So this is the team. I, I feel like this is a good cover. I feel like they can do that. All right. So, Arlie, so Brooks is in at Seahawks plus five. 
I am in at Chiefs minus six and a half from the winner's wheel. Little gift there. And Arlie's gift from the winner's wheel was a plus three-point advantage that he put on the Lions. So he gets six and a half Lions versus Bengals. And with that, that will wrap up our NFL week six preview, guys. So Arlie, back to you. Always good. All right. So as Dustin said, that wraps up our NFL for the week for our uh, week five recaps for talk about week six coming up. But uh, we kind of talked about it earlier this week because it's kind of coming at an odd time as far as when we record and when we post. And we decided we are going to do and open up our NBA discussion again with the NBA tip-off coming on Tuesday. Definitely some excited stuff. But let's go ahead and hand this over to Brooks. We're going to kick this off, and we're back to NBA season, baby. All right, Brooks, NBA discussion. Take the helm, man. What what, what we got going on here? Oh, I missed that little jingle. All right, uh, it feels good to be back. The NBA season tips off Tuesday, October 18th, I think is the date. Uh, the Nets and Bucks got some news for you guys coming later in my final shots with that. And then the Warriors and the Lakers later on that night. So basketball coming back. Little few little news things that that have been ongoing that we haven't talked about really because you know NFL is dominating right now. Ben Simmons showed up to the Sixers this Yay. week unannounced. In fact, he showed up, surprised the Sixers. They weren't aware that he was going to show up. So it's an ongoing situation, uh, a long thought to be traded, but apparently his agent Rich Paul, part of you know LeBron's. Uh, LeBron's crew, his agency uh, there, he supports and represents Ben Simmons. Apparently they've been talking and I think that he's end up going to be a sixer this year for the time being, which it seemed like last season, there was no way he was ever going to put on a sixer Jersey again. So a uh, kind of bizarre situation, but I think Simmons is realizing that all this money is going to be leaving his pocket. So might as well try to keep that money play some basketball until ultimately the right trade happens for y'all. Any thoughts on Ben Simmons uh, remaining with the Sixers at this time? And if y'all had to put Ben Simmons on a team, if you had to trade him, what would your destination be? Yeah, I'm surprised he came back um, at this time. I think, yeah, money was a big part of it. I think he also realized like, Hey, we, we still won a lot of games the last couple of years with me here. Maybe either things will get fixed or I won't lose money, or I don't know. Um, I thought it was weird that neither his agent or the team that has been communicating with each other knew that he was going to show up. Yeah, that was odd. Like, okay, what what are you doing here, dude? Yep. <laughs> so that's the weirdest part of it to me. Um, I'll let Arlie kind of finish that thought process before we get into um, uh, possible yeah. landing places. Oh no, I I I I think he's way too much of a flight risk right now for anybody to really try and kind of or for the Sixers to kind of like full send on. And not only that, I mean there's that little bit there's going to be that little bit of a uh, resentment uh in their locker room. I can't I can't imagine that being like a fun conversation while they're getting dressed every game. Like even if yeah. they're winning. I, I don't know. If they're winning a lot then, you know, obviously that always makes a lot of people just like say screw it, we're winning. But um 
I guess uh, I don't know if if y'all want to talk about possible landing places. I my first send would be immediately the the Nets need to make a big push and get off this Kyrie nonsense. I, I think that, that, that because they need some defensive help. They need defensive they help. They need to get Kyrie them. off the roster because he's going to be a kind of a fucking idiot about this like co- about the shot thing. Like I get it, you can choose to, but like you're you're forfeiting like your your, your family's money for generations because you're trying to be quote unquote a voice for the unspoken. I, it's it's dumb. Any anyways, that that would be my move. Yeah, yeah but the Sixers would say no to that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> For sure, uh, yeah. yeah bad for the, the Sixers, West, but like I like, I like this offseason when they were saying the Warriors are a good landing spot because they already have the offense and a point guard, and so he would just basically come in as a like a forward type player and play defense, grab rebounds, maybe be a distributing type point guard, which that's all they need him to do. But I just don't get why he thinks he can demand a trade when he's an average player on the court, honestly. I mean, he makes a difference for a little while, but then he can't make free throws. He doesn't want to shoot. He's a liability half the time. I mean, I get both sides of it. I I feel like I kind of fall a little bit more on Ben Simmons' side because the Sixers didn't back the dude after. And they basically said – they basically kind of trashed him. So why would you want to play for an organization that – basically makes you feel useless after that. And yeah, he has his liabilities for sure, but he's still a really good defender. He still creates more threes than just about anybody in the NBA. So there's still a spot for him in this league. I don't know where that is. I I would love to see, like, I love the him for CJ McCollum kind of deal. Like he goes to the Blazers, him and Dame team up. I think that would be great. I think both sides of that think they're getting the worst or they're they're giving up the best player. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like a stalemate. <laughs> yeah, I think like the Sixers think they should get Dame back. And, I, you know, I don't blame him. I, I still think Ben Simmons can be a really good player in this league. I think just a lot of people are lacking the confidence in him because of his offense and because he won't shoot when he's right next to the rim with Trey Young next to him. Uh, we saw that sour taste in our mouths. But like Arlie mentioned, there's another player that's been dominating the news before the season. And that's Kyrie Irving. News hit yesterday, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, uh, which would be Tuesday if you're listening to on Friday, uh, that he has been ruled ineligible to play and practice with the Nets until he gets his vaccination uh, complete. He, this yeah. was ruled by the Nets organization. Uh, it is a state mandate that you have to be vaccinated in order to show up at you know large events and stuff like that. So Kyrie wouldn't be able to play in any home game uh, in New York. He would you know, effectively miss half their games. And then, you know, in states, other states on road games that uh, require you to have a vaccine, he wouldn't be able to play in those games either. So um, seemingly seems like he and the Nets relationship are becoming more fractured by the day. Kevin Durant, who, you you know, they teamed up to play together here and Mm -hmm. it's been two years and they really haven't gotten to play together all that much. Seems like he's kind of, Done with Kyrie getting tired. There's been reports that he would be okay with Kyrie getting traded, um, you know, to this point. So it seems like this relationship's kind of been fractured. Your whole part of being, you know, Kyrie on this team is to be there to play for him. Seems like he's not going to be able to play there for him. And seems like he's not budging on this. Arlie, we got your thoughts on it right quick. Dustin, do you have anything to add to that? 
yeah, so these are my nets, obviously. Um, <laughs> and so got to defend my team. But what helps this situation is the trade for Harden last year. Yeah. It makes Kyrie. Don't need Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't need Kyrie. It's not just Kevin Durant flying solo with everybody else, you know. You have Harden there, and Harden last year was phenomenal for them. Um, I think it's good on the Nets management and leadership to distance themselves from Kyrie in this just because, yeah, he was going to be a big distraction playing in away games, not home games, can't practice with the team unless obviously you're on the road. And so like, dude, like figure it out. Either you're in or out on this team. You can't halfway be here. So good for them. I mean, mean, maybe they can trade him, maybe not, but I don't think the Nets are – sad either way i think they're just gonna wait on him yep. to figure it out and if he wants to play maybe here maybe somewhere else that can come at a later time and a later discussion arlie any parting thoughts on mr irving no i mean the the dude went on a went on a panel to talk about flat earth and now he's like talking about like not wanting to like take the shot to be the 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 voice of the of the people without voices like dude you you the whole the whole premise of this team, the reason why they have no bench, why they have no defense, is because you're supposed to have the three best scores on the court. And you've gotten to do that, what, 20 games total since you did it? Maybe? Yeah. Maybe? Like, nah. But cut, cut ties. Try and trade them off. Get some, like, middle to bottom tier assets. Increase the, 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 the depth of your bench. Increase the depth of your own starting five. And let it go. This dude's not worth the hassle. I mean... He's I just, just don't know who wants him at this point. Like you've seen what he did to the last three organizations he's oh, yeah. been with. Yeah. Yep. LeBron. LeBron didn't want him anymore. The Celtics thing was. Yeah, the after. Celtics would have shipped him out of Boston. And then <laughs> now this has turned turned 180 real quick. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. And yeah, Kyrie's just kind of become this weird personality in the NBA. And like some people you love him to death or you hate him. It's kind of become that. And you know, if he's on your team, kind of feels like a cancer to your team. But we'll kind of keep track of what happens with him. But as for now, he will not be playing for the Nets. But the NBA season is about to begin, so let's get some predictions before the season starts. Um, let's go ahead and, Arlie, you lead us off here. Give us the two teams that you have playing for the NBA championship this year and your NBA champion for the 2021-2022 NBA season. So I got a uh, finals matchup, um, kind of thinking it out. And it, I, I had the Nets kind of competing a little bit more out of the East, but with this nonsense, I see them kind of having some more vulnerability unless they make a trade for them and strengthen the depth of their of their roster, which is still not that deep. And so I have the Bucks That's coming back to roster. the finals. It's a good roster, but like it needs depth to make it into long playoff runs, especially with how much injury prone some of these guys are. Like KD can have an injury at any moment. Harden can now is now starting to be more injury prone, and the Bucks are still really fucking good. And so, I I got Bucks coming out of the East, and I got actually the Lakers in their little experiment coming out of the West. I think that that's going to actually work out pretty well. They got a lot of experience, and this is going to be kind of this is going to be a one and done thing. I don't see them like playing out five years with these kind of dudes because it's a lot of old ankles and knees out there. 
But I do think that that's going to be the final. And I actually have the Lakers coming out of this with a, with a win, with a ring. I think that the experiment works. I think Russell kind of accepts because he's not the he's not going to be the biggest star here. He's he's probably the third biggest star there, and I think he's going to kind of accept his role as the support instead of the main main name on the ticket. But that's going to be my take. I think I think it's going to be Lakers Bucks, and I think the Lakers end up the uh, raising raising the trophy this year. All right. So Dustin, your NBA Finals and NBA champion. Yeah, so despite the Kyrie news, I'm taking the Nets to still go to the to the finals from the East. I mean, they were a half a big toe away from challenging being and being in there in the first place last year. Um, and I, Kyrie wasn't hardly there then. I don't care either way if he's there or not. I expect KD and Harden to carry that load um, and get them there. Um in the West, I had to really look and think at, at a lot of teams. The West is so loaded. I mean, just making the playoffs in the West is going to be a great accomplishment. Like, to get eight teams out of there looked ridiculous when I was going through how many teams are good, how many teams are getting better, how many teams are getting healthy, some getting injured from last year. Um I'm not sure how the Lakers experiment, like I already mentioned, would, is going to work just yet. Like I think with a lot of LeBron teams, they'll figure it out later in the year and maybe not look so good early. Might have some people jumping ship or criticizing it very early. Um, I do think they'll make it pretty far. But I want to go with a team that's been up and coming the last few years. I'm going to take the Utah Jazz out of the West. They have the third most wins in the last, I think, three years in the regular season. They have Donovan Mitchell. They have a good bench. They have one of the best defenders in Rudy Gobert. Um, I just think they can maybe turn the corner this year. Um, I didn't go with the Nuggets because they have, obviously, the Jamal Murray injury. Clippers obviously have the Kawhi injury. I don't think the Mavericks are quite there yet. Portland is going to be Portland. Um, and the Lakers have to figure their thing out. And then can the, can the Suns keep what they had going, or are they going to kind of come back down? So I took a more consistent team um, that's been there for a couple of years, and maybe they finally break, break through in the playoffs this year, which has been where they've gotten caught up the last couple of years. But I'm going to take the Jazz versus the Nets, and then the Nets to win it all in the finals. Okay. Got like uh, Rudy Gobert being a potential playoff, a good potential playoff player for the first time in his life. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, all right. So, my 2021 2022 NBA Finals, of course, I'm going to go with the Lakers making it there. Um, I do really think the the only good part about Russell Westbrook being a Laker this year is they can spell LeBron James a little bit and Russ will get them some wins on his own just by being Russ. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to work out in the playoffs, but like as Dustin just kind of ran through the West there, there's not a whole, like there's good teams, but there's nobody that really just, I feel like is surefire. And I'll take the team that has, I think some of the best players on it. And that's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and so um, I'll take the Lakers out of the West. The East, 
I'll take the Nets. I, I think yeah. I think this is Kevin Dur- uh, going to be a really good Kevin Durant year. Um, I don't think they need Kyrie. I think as long as they have Kevin Durant, James Harden, they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. Um, so I'm going to take the Lakers and the Nets. And I'm unfortunately going to have the Nets as well winning the title this year. Um, I I actually I, – I think they, they've – helped the depth on their team they re-signed Blake Griffin I think LaMarcus Aldridge is actually coming back so he'll help the depth there they did a good job drafting Cam Thomas from LSU who tech fans are familiar with he lit us up when we played LSU last year one of the best biggest bucket getters in high school history he actually is the all-time scoring leader at Oak Hill which if you're familiar with that high school that's quite the accomplishment so um and they got Patty Mills uh from the Spurs who's another guy who's just going to get you buckets. So I think they did a good job in getting some help for those uh, Kevin Durant and James Harden. I think, I think they'll ultimately win the title this year. Um, so that's my prediction. Um, other predictions, Arlie, we'll start with you. Give us your MVP defensive player of the year. Oh, defensive. Okay. And, your, oh, ahead, and your rookie of the year. What, who, what you got for the awards. I mean, you got to go with the statistics. Three out of the last four years has been Rudy Gobert, I mean, and 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 we, I don't see him slowing down at all. He's going to be obviously key to them being good this year. And I mean, Dustin's completely right. The the West is stacked, but they got a good shot at running through it, and he's going to be the biggest key to it. I, I I got him for defensive player of the year, rookie. I'm going to go a little bit different though, and be a little bit of a homer. I want Jalen Green. I think it's. I think he's going to be good. I think he's got a good thing going with with uh, with Porter Jr. And I think that they may have a little bit of a back and forth. But as far as Rookie of the Year, I think that I don't expect any sort of success out of the Rockets this year. But kind of like last year, where the Charlotte Hornets were still kind of so so, and but they were fun to watch with with uh, Lamelo. I think we're going to see a little bit of that this year out out of Jalen Green. And your MVP. Oh, MVP. Okay. Um. I was going to go, I, I actually think that, uh, I think Giannis is going to be out on a tear this year to try and prove that last year wasn't a one-year fluke. I think he's going to try and go out, swing big, swing hard, and that's kind of why I wanted to have the Bucks as my first pick for our other thing that we'll talk about here in a second. But I think that, that he's going to try and make a statement to say that, no, this wasn't just a one-year. All right, Dustin, to you, your MVP, your depoy. And your rookie. Depoy. Yeah, Depoy, it's kind of very few guys that are going to be there. Either Rudy, Gobert. Uh, I kind of think Giannis is going to be close at, and I'll take him in this one. Um, rookie of the year, I'm actually going to go the other Jalen, Jalen Suggs, with the Orlando Magic. I just loved him at Gonzaga last year and what he brings to a team leadership-wise and being able to score. Um, and obviously he's on just a slightly better team than the Rockets who got nobody, but good pick there by you, Arlie, as well. And then MVP, I'm going to be a super homer, and I think it's the year of Luka. And, I'm cool with that. I mean, he's been already on first-team All-NBA teams. He plays different than everybody else. They can't figure out how to stop the dude. Um, I think Luka makes another big leap, and he's an MVP this year. I, I like that. All right. Brooks, what do you got? So so my picks, I'll start with my rookie. I am going with Arlie on this one. I have 
I have the same as you, Jalen Green. Yeah. Okay. I'm going pick him. Okay, can you, I think yeah. I, I think he's just gonna have a lot of opportunity there. The Rockets are in rebuild. Um he's gonna have a lot of opportunity. He's looked really mm-hmm. solid. Like I, I think he's I think he's a really damn good number two pick. I think y'all are gonna be really happy with him. And I think he'll have a lot of a lot of room to flourish in in a team that's trying to rebuild, trying to stack some young talent. So I think it's going to be really good for him. I have him as a rookie of the year, my defensive player of the year. Get that Rudy Gobert shit out of here. I think people are tired of him winning it and then getting <laughs> to the playoffs and then him getting exposed over and over. I think he's wore out his time as the defensive <laughs> player of the year. I think it'll go somewhere different. I like what Dustin said. I, I think Giannis has a shot there, but I'm going to go unconventional and I'm going to go with a guy we already talked about, Ben Simmons. I'm going to say Ben Simmons because he's so versatile. He can guard one through five. And if there's anything he's going to try to prove this year, it's that he's worthy of being like something. I think he's going to go balls out this year and just try to shut everybody he can down. So I'm going to go Ben Simmons. And then I knew Dustin was going to pick Luca. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going going with Steph Curry for MVP this year. I think, I think he got gained a lot of MVP traction last year, bringing them to the play in. I think he'll gain even more this year. There's clay coming back around December. Uh, The warriors have a better roster around him this year. And I think if he has any, you know, anywhere near last season, the MVP buzz is going to be very loud for him. So I have him. um, I thought, Dustin was either going to pick Luca or Kevin Durant. And so I was like trying to not pick one of them. Um, but I mean, I like that. Pick. I mean, Steph being there, he was, I think second last year. I think it's kind of the storyline. Yeah. I think everybody's just kind of waiting to see what he does this year. And if clay comes back and the warriors are competing for a top spot in the West, I think that's going to be a fun storyline. So last part to round out our little NBA season preview for you guys. We we try to keep it quick, but we still <laughs> kind of get caught up in the weeds sometimes in the NBA. We did our 2021-2022 NBA wins pool draft through text this year, so you don't have to listen to us battle it out here. Save us a little bit of time. So I'll update you on the teams just as, as a refresher. Last year, I won. And Arlie came in second, and Dustin finished in last. So Barely. we went. Dustin picked first, Arlie picked second, and I picked last in this draft. So here's Dustin's team. He picked the Nets with his first pick, the Mavericks, the 76ers, the Atlanta Hawks, the Portland Trailblazers, and the Charlotte Hornets. Arlie with the second pick, he took the Milwaukee Bucks. Second round, the Utah Jazz, the Denver Nuggets. Los Angeles Clippers, the New York Knicks, and the Memphis Grizzlies. And then me, your reigning champion, picks last. (laughs) And I got to say, I'm feeling pretty damn good about a repeat here. I got the Los Angeles Lakers. got the Phoenix Suns. I got the Golden State Warriors. I got the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics, and uh, round us out, the Chicago Bulls. So those, we went six teams this year round it out, make it a little more even. And uh, so those are our NBA wins pool teams for this year. Um, Maybe we'll come up with other punishments. Remains to be seen on what we're going to do with that just yet. But figured we'd 
kick it back up for a second year and we'll kind of update this maybe monthly not not every single week but just kind of from time to time as it goes on just kind of let y'all know where we're at but that's our wins pool teams for this year and that's our nba preview as the season tips off very shortly but right. harley i'm gonna kick it back to you so we can get into some baseball a little doing... tailgate talks baseball rivalry coming Hell soon, guys. yeah and pump for it. No, thank you, Brooks, with the NBA stuff. Obviously, we're excited for that. We do love watching the NBA, and we talked plenty about it last year, or in the last season. Definitely excited to have that back. Uh, the NBA wins pool, very close in between me and Dustin, down to the wire at the very end, actually. So that was fun. Yep. That made it you know, a lot of last, fun. Brooks, last games, I think. Yeah, yeah. Brooks made it very boring as far as him against anybody else because he won by like 80 billion games, and so it didn't even matter what, what was going on over there. No, we, we, we stopped worrying about it. But that is why Dustin owns a James Harden Rockets jersey right now. And we love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so uh, we are going to talk a little bit of baseball. Uh, obviously, October's been happening. We've been having fun with it. Uh, I've been having a good time with it. But we have two of our teams have made it to the Final Four. They've made it to play each other in the American League Championship. Let's go. That ball here, way back. He looks up. You can't put it on the ball. Yes. All right. So we have the tailgate talks MLB discussion. We're going to be talking about the playoffs right now and what's been going on there. We'll jump to the main topic here in a second. With uh, with um, but let's take a quick look at what's happening on the National League side of this of this playoff so far, and we are down to. The Atlanta Braves versus the Dodgers or San Francisco, whichever one comes out on top. They're actually sitting in a game five. They're going to be playing later this evening here. Oh, no, uh, tomorrow, sorry. Um, If you're listening live, they would have played yesterday. If you're listening to the podcast or the recording, and we'll find out what happens there. Uh, The the Braves, kind of a little bit of a shocker there. They were only an 88-win team. And right now, I think they three won their last, their last, uh, their last opponent or the Brewers. Sorry, they three won the Brewers, and they got they got Yellick over there. And you kind of expected the Brewers to put up a bigger fight there than they did. Um, but good for the Braves. I, I don't have any like kind of hatred about that win for them. Close matchup on that last game that they had, but excited for it. And I think the the only kind of travesty here is just that we have. A 106 and a 107 win team facing each other, and they're having to eliminate each other in the divisional round. They're not even playing in the championship, and I think that that's going to be kind of a uh, a, a a missed opportunity from the MLB here. Um, Brooks, any kind of thoughts about the about the Giants Dodgers matchup at all? Like, do you care that like 107 and 106 are about to knock each other out? I mean, yeah, it would obviously be more fun for them to be in the NLCS and not the just the division series. I mean, yeah. It's been a pretty fun series to start, but and they're obviously, I think, the two best teams in the National League. So it'd have been more fun to have them there. But I mean, just kind of how the way it's set up right now, I kind of have to deal with it, and you know, we'll we'll see who prevails tomorrow night. Yep, yeah. Or so, or last night. Or last night for, for those guys. that should have subscribed to the podcast if you haven't already. But the main thing that we do need to talk about is going to be the other side of the matchup. It's going to be the American side. And um, me and Brooks are going to hate each other again for about yeah, the next five minutes. You. It's fine. <laughs> fuck you, too. Um, but, no. Uh, so, 
Big news is Rays dominate their division. They've been solid all fucking year, and they, they've been ahead of their own division. They, they've 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 honestly, it's been, it was they, they had a very good shot at this year, and coming out of the American League. But Brooks, take us through it. What are your thoughts on the on the Red Sox here, beating out the division rival, and not even rival, just the division winner. I'd say the rival there is really the Yankees, but beating out the Rays and knocking them out um, three to one. You know, everybody in the AL East is our rival. You know, we hate them all. And so, so it's been super sweet that your playoff journey so far has been eliminating the Yankees and then right. turning around and eliminating the race, like super sweet. And I, I, we were talking before the show, but like, there's nothing better than a surprise season. And when you thought your team was going to be like, okay. And then it turns out that they're like one of the best four teams in baseball and Top they're four. like, have a chance to win the world series. So just kind of, just kind of, everything's gravy from here, man. Like, yeah. Like I, I don't expect us to win this series. I didn't expect us to win the last series, but Hey, here we are. We've got ourselves a fun team. Kike Hernandez has been just lights out. He had seven straight at bats with the hit, which is a Red Sox playoff record. Got Rafael Devers playing good. J.D. Martinez, who we thought was hurt, playing really well. Our pitching, we piece it together somehow. So we've got ourselves a really fun team. Um, I'm looking forward to see what we do, but you know, I've I've kept my expectations low so far each each series, and it's and worked out. So far, it's 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 paid off. And yeah, I I don't expect us to beat the Astros. I, I think y'all are definitely the better team here, but. You know the way we're playing right now, scrappy. It's it's still not going to shock me if we end up in the World Series, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, and and again, uh, up to this point, I I really don't have any hatred for for the Red Sox. They're they're a good club, and I like I like what they've done to make themselves like actually relevant in the division again. Whereas they had like such a dry spell for so many years, um, and so they're 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 constantly a threat every year, and. And I like watching the ball club do well. I, I don't actually have any hatred for them. Um, so hats off to them uh, for beating out the Rays and beating out a divisional opponent like that, especially three to one. And what was the it? The Rays really... are a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, that scrappy team, team. Both, doesn't. Both. Yeah. They don't die. They yep. don't die. You think you got them and they fucking come right back. Uh, <laughs> it was it was like that series because I tried not to care. I'm like, you know what? We're good. We beat the Yankees, blah, blah, blah. But I find myself like sitting here hugging my pillow, shaking <laughs> while we're like clinging to a two-run lead. Uh, it was like that, you know, that October baseball feeling was definitely back what, these last few games watching wow. us like try to and then walking them off twice. I couldn't believe it. I actually couldn't believe how that ended. No, and again, hats off to Tampa or to to Tampa Bay, uh, Red Sox, no, Boston fuck Tampa for Bay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. But we're we're, just... we're we're we're, <laughs> we're going to be enemies again here in a minute. Um, now the the other side of this, which is uh, which is the Astros end up beating the White Sox. A lot of people's favorite going into the season to actually come out of the American League entirely to be the the the, the, the uh, American League champion, and the Astros knocked them off. I think. The White Sox kind of screwed up a little bit with, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, the guy, Justin Tapera, that made the comments. Um, if I move my camera and face it out the window, I can show y'all like his old home. Like oh, yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. He's the one who lived like behind my dad's house. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling us. Yeah. When he, he on was, the Cubs? He was on the Cubs the whenever they had, he was on the Cubs when they had that perfect pitching. 
or the the like four pitchers do a perfect That's game. Right. Yeah. And then they yeah. traded him to the to the White Sox. And then it was funny though because like the whole matchup with the White Sox and like that after that game three, whenever uh, the White Sox kind of blew us out, and they're like, yeah, it's kind of weird that like you know once we get home. We just destroy them. And, you know, it makes you think something sketchy is going on in Houston. And then literally the very next game, 10-1 at their home, and we got him knocked out. Like, uh, it's just, he's a Houston kid, and it was just funny that, like, and there was, and to make it fair, there was an entire, like, hour-long interview, and all he said was, yeah, it's a little weird that in Houston, they're just doing so much better. Yeah. And that's it. That's all he realistically said, but everybody just hung on that. And uh, obviously the Astros did too. So uh, for those that didn't know about the scoreline, Astros end up winning ten to one, crushing crushing their 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 playoff dreams. And I love it. Uh, Astros are playing really good, really good offensive baseball. The pitching, and I think that's what this next series is going to come down to between the Astros and the Red Sox, is the pitching is not deep. It's not deep on either end. They're both good. They're both scrappy. But they're not like what we've seen in the past where they have like two or three aces on each team. Like the the Astros have have no no like top ace like Garrett Cole or like, you know, uh, Verlander or like, like like even your former one of your former aces sale has gotten what got pulled after the first inning. Like it's yeah, it, like, they didn't make it. They didn't make it through one inning. Like like Which like makes he, our our series win even more incredible. Is that like right? Freaking Chris Sell was chasing the first inning. Eduardo Rodriguez was chasing like the second inning at one game. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to make this interesting. It's, it's going to be gonna make weird. this interesting yeah. just because neither team has its shutout ace, and so uh, we got we got a couple of good pitchers, but it's uh, our 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 um, our bullpen is good, and that's where I kind of I think we'll make it up is like in the later innings each game, our bullpen is pretty solid. It's that our middle relievers are all right. Like we have some guys who can come in and, and hold it down for a little while, but we have some guys who are shaky. Yeah. I think the best part of this all is like our guy who's been our closer, who shut it down was a roll five pick from the Yankees. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so he Fucking was the guy perfect. who closed out the Yankees and the race. It just kind of oh. makes it like even a little bit sweeter. I forgot about that little storyline. Yeah. They did mention that during the, uh, during the Yankees game, didn't they? I think they did. Yeah. yeah. That was a good matchup, but um, that's going to kind of wrap up baseball. Definitely going to be, we're going to be keeping an eye out on this. Uh, obviously Brooks's team is the Red Sox. My team is the Astros. So we're, we're, we're going to be friendly towards everything else, but these games. So for, for right now, yeah. since we're talking MLB, yeah, fuck you too. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. I already mark explicit every single week so we can cuss all we want. Doesn't matter. Um, but let's go ahead, jump over to shot bets. We're got That's going to wrap up the MLB discussion. And we'll be back with you guys next week to talk a little bit more about how the uh, how the championship rounds are going. All right, shot bets, the part that I'm least excited to talk about because I can't manage to catch a single fucking break on it. Uh, first shot bet that we had last week was TCU at Texas Tech. We all ended up taking Texas Tech on that one. Uh, being homers and, and getting stung yet again by Texas Tech football. 
Uh, so all three of us ended up with a loss. Brooks already has his. Sh- uh, no, you already took that shot. I already took that one. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a a, a, a for the second for one. The I'm next, assuming. For the next one. Um, yeah. but my streak in that one hit double digits at that point. I am at ten losses at this point, and the next game I picked wrong too. Second bet was the Bills versus the Chiefs. Bills win the game, and uh, Dustin was the only one that took the W on that one. But me and Brooks take an L, and so. This is this is Brooks' second shot. But that brings my total up to 11. And I believe the record was held by Dustin from last year for 12, if I'm not mistaken. I think Dustin's was 10. I'll have what to go. We, we got to um, go back. We got to yeah. go back and look it up. I might have to go back and backtrack. But I don't think his got oh. – I think his was broke at 10. Because I remember I was at Dustin's house when he broke his streak. <laughs> UCLA, USC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in the trenches right now and still owing seven shots after I took four in a row that two weeks ago is, is heartbreaking, right back up there. heartbreaking. Um, but, uh, this week's shot bets, we already talked about it earlier. Uh, we got Texas tech 16 and a half point favorites over Kansas. Um, remind me again, as I think I took Kansas Brooks took Texas, Texas tech. tech, Dustin, uh, do you remember which one he took? He's on. Text, text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry. He's on mute, so I wanted to make sure I got the right. Okay. So, Brooks and Dustin on the Texas Tech side of the bet. I'm I'm taking the Kansas side of the bet, thinking Texas Tech will not beat them by more than 17 or uh, 17 or more points. Uh, second one that we had, uh, we had Cardinals versus the Browns. Me and Brooks taking the Browns on this side of the bet. And Dustin thinking that the Cardinals are going to pull this one off and keep their streak alive, or at least... Keep this within a cup within within three points. Um, again, shot bet totals. I'm at seven. Brooks is down to zero again. Dustin's sitting at five, although he might have paid some more of that off for the weekend. I don't yeah, know I, I don't know if we're counting I that. Didn't, I don't I know, didn't we're know what number to put. I, it just kind of rolled over. You know what? Let's just say he's at zero. He put together a hell of a fucking tailgate. I took enough of them. He took. Yeah. He, he took. I'm a, he, filmed all of them. I filmed at least half. We'll <laughs> we'll we'll count that as 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 down to zero. You put on a hell I'll of a t- tailgate, I'll, man. All right, that's fair. I took a we we did over. we did we did finish a hundred Jello shots. So we're yeah. gonna we're we're gonna count it five white clean. You're done. I got Thank seven you. to fucking make up. Um, <laughs> but any anybody else out there listening, make sure you do uh do take the moment to kind of pay off any shot bets you may owe us if you place the wrong side of the bet. All you have to do is just tweet it, send it, whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be some sort of big deal. Something we're just having for fun. That does wrap up the episode, though. We did have quite a bit to discuss today. Uh, Dustin, final shot for the week. What do you got for us? I hope I'm going to take years, but uh, hockey season started. Fucker. If you listened last year, we're, we're a big hockey podcast. Big uh, hockey podcast. Mostly yeah. just in this segment. Like, we didn't, even, uh, have, we didn't even have to say that. We just know. But <laughs> my new team this year is going to be the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken. Very, okay. very first year inaugural season. They have a sick-ass logo. Um, they lost four to three to the Golden Knights, but I think that'll kind of be like a new rivalry between the two new teams and kind of West little region kind of action there. But they got a cool logo. Um, and then the other thing to watch in the NHL this year is Alexander Ovechkin. He's on the most goal scored like in history list. He just oh, passed man. to get into fifth place um, tonight. And we'll be probably third by the end of the year behind Wayne Gretzky and Gordie Howe. So nice. Good for him. So watch some uh, Alexander Ovechkin with the Capitals and watch some Seattle Kraken. 
You know, that, that's actually really good pick because uh, the way that the, the whole drafting whenever you're an expansion team thing works and you get to, like, pick and choose team or players from all, all over the league, however you want. Uh, I think that happened with the LA Knights, right? Their first year and they ended up winning. Or, uh, they, yeah, uh, uh, yeah they made Knights, it too. Right? Yeah, yeah they, they made, made it to the, the final. Yeah. So They lost to Ovechkin. But. Solid pick. Very solid pick on that, actually. Um, Brooks, final shot for the week, man. What do you got? All right. So I got some news for you people. Oh, yeah. Out there. Ooh, ooh, and ooh. you guys. Can I push the button? Sure. Oh, this isn't a stat, though. I thought it was. But that's all right. The horns That's all right. Work. Fine. Let's go. The Just horns make do sure work. <laughs> so we talked about the NBA season tipping off next week. Well, your boy's going to be there. For the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets tip-off next Tuesday night, my friend Samuel Swanson won a competition from NBA Top Shot that sends him and a guest to the opening game, and uh, he invited your boy. So I will be attending the opening tip-off. We'll have sweet tickets. We will get to tour the Bucks Stadium. We will get to see the behind the championship rings process. Probably get a view a championship ring. Get to meet a Bucks legend who I I don't know many Bucks legends out there. Maybe Ooh. that means it's Giannis. Uh, we'll get to hang out at Deer District for Monday Night Football. We'll uh, we'll kind of get the works. We get our flight paid for and all this shit. So we get we get quite the setup for Damn. the first. Game of the season between the Milwaukee Bucks and Dustin's Nets. Uh, yeah. So I will be there. I will be there with the Tailgate Talks Instagram to get us some fucking sick ass video footage from inside the Fizzer Forum, from inside the Sweet Tickets to taking you live to the first NBA game of the season. So yeah, I will be in Milwaukee next week. Gonna get y'all some footage, some photos, some cool shit. It's gonna be a good ass time. Can't wait. Sick, man. Dude, that's, that's awesome. fucking badass. Damn, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's I'm pretty glad cool. that I'm glad that happened for you too, because like you're the you're like our biggest like NBA dude. Like Dustin's Dustin's big on it, but like it's it's definitely your sport. And so I'm fucking pumped for you that you're getting that opportunity, man. That's exciting. Yeah, appreciative of uh, of a friend who knew that I would love this opportunity, and of course I got him into NBA Top Shot, so. Uh, you know, it kind of goes both ways, but yeah, it's going to be sick. We're going to have a good time and yeah, try to get as much, you know, video footage and stuff as we can and maybe get some connects with the Top Shot community. I don't know, maybe find some new listeners along so the way. What was the weird uh, random fact that you heard that was maybe going to be stat of the week or whatever? So that was, uh, I think the Bills have converted and I think this is what it is, but since last season and up to this season, the bills have converted over 20 plus first downs in every single game, which is like the first time I think in NFL history that they've or the longest streak in NFL history where offense has completed over 20 first downs every single game for this long. I think that was the streak. Um, and it all kind of coincides with Josh Allen's coming out party last season. Okay. And they've just continued to dominate offensively. So I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I'm dope. I like it. Um, but, yeah, but that's but true. Yeah. Good. Bills are solid, but good for you, dude. To fucking, I'm excited for you to go have that opportunity to go watch that game and yeah. 
Is it so it's going to be for be... the ring reveal? Yeah, so it's their uh... opening, you know, ring ceremony. So we'll get, you know, get to see that. That's fucking. I cool. get to see the stadium and all that stuff, and so never thought I'd go to Milwaukee, but hey, we'll be in Milwaukee, man. Yeah, can you, let us know we'll if there's be. literally anything else to do there besides watch that watch the basketball games. Yeah, we'll be right there. Our hotel's like right by the stadium, right by Deer District. Y'all know if y'all like watched any of the finals games when they show you all the fans outside. That's yeah. their Deer District, and so we're like right across the street from that. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Gonna be a good time. I'll send lots of videos. Dude, I'm pumped for it. I'm gonna be definitely keeping an eye on that. And if y'all are listening, make sure you do tune in to the Instagram to catch the live footage of Brooks over there having the time of his life. I'm jealous. Um, so my final shot for the week. Uh, I've got kind of a twofer a little bit here. Uh, U.S. soccer uh, goes down early tonight. Uh, there was a game for uh, FIFA World Cup qualifiers. They were playing Costa Rica. They haven't been really looking too, too solid, but they're now sitting in second place with that win. Um, but they they go down early. Uh, first minute, Costa Rica scores right out of the bat, out of the gate. And then U.S. comes around on the 25th to tie it 1-1. And then uh, end up actually forcing an own goal from Costa Rica to take the win. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Costa Rica ends up taking the L. U.S. taking another win. Definitely helping them out in the World Cup qualifiers. Because this, uh, this CONCACAF, which is the, the, the Americans' uh, World Cup uh, division, is getting, getting, getting more and more tough every year. And so for them to pull off a win tonight against Costa Rica, which is really actually a solid team. Uh, yeah. Big news. Um, the other the other thing is uh, Suzuki for my Montreal Canadiens signed a long term contract, and he was a big part of why the Canadiens were in the finals last season. So excited to see that! Definitely excited to see them keep him on the roster. This little baby face looking kid getting signed for like eight years and multi million dollar contract. Uh, but good for him. He was really solid for the Canadiens last year. But um, I think that does wrap up the episode, guys. Um, any other any other thoughts or inputs? Well, um, as always, guys, uh, you know, definitely help us out if you can. Follow the podcast on Spotify and iTunes. If it is on iTunes, give us a five-star review, a rating. Drop a review below in the comment section. Definitely always appreciate that and definitely will help us in the long term with sponsors and stuff like that. What's up, Brooks? I have heard rate and reviews might be coming to Spotify soon. So Ooh. you follow us on Spotify. Be on the lookout for that. Keep an eye out on that. I think they're testing it with like some of the major podcasts, but I've heard like it might be coming to everybody. So finally, our Spotify listeners might get the chance to rate and review us. Yeah, so help just us kinda keep an eye out on that. Definitely appreciate Roger. that. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, man. No, he's still listening live. So yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll catch that. Um, no, as far as our social medias, definitely check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. On Twitter, we are at, at tailgate underscore talks. As far as our personal accounts, Dustin, find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. Uh, there is also our YouTube channel where you can subscribe to that. We post videos weekly. Hit the bell notification to be notified anytime any one of those goes live. And lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts or questions or anything you need to reach out to us for, tailgate talks pod at gmail.com is where you can reach out to us uh, i think that does wrap up the show that does wrap up the week definitely an exciting week ahead as far as uh sports go we got a lot of nba coming up uh we got obviously the mlb coming around and every weekend of football is a good weekend of football so excited to have it but that wraps up the week guys and as always brooks catch y'all at the next tailgate peace <laughs>